1: some of these days some of these days yes I'm gonna walk walk that milky white way child some of these days Child, some of these days, some of these days, well, I'm gonna meet meet my loving Jesus. Oh, child, some of these days, some of these days, yes, I'm gonna meet meet my loving Jesus. Child, some of these days, well, 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 well. well, well I'm well, gonna, gonna walk, walk up right and shake his hands. I'm, I'm gonna join join that, that Christian, Christian band. band. That's where do we walk, Ooh. walk that milky white way? Oh, child, some of these days. The sun, God and
3: the sun, yes, hello, my precious listener. Out there, I'm Jocelyn Ahigbo. What normally do you find when you go before the presence of God? Do you find joy? Do you find love? Do you find affection? What really do you find when you go before His presence? In your presence, I have found real love. In your presence, I have found great joy. In your presence, I have found perfect peace. In your presence, I have found true understanding. In your presence, I have found one of honesty. In your presence, I have found true friendship. In your presence, I have found wisdom. In your presence, I have found someone worthy to trust, not your friend, not your mother, but God. In your presence, I have found knowledge. In your presence, I have found abundant rest. In your presence, I have found mercy. In your presence, I have found grace. In your presence, I have found patience. In your presence, I have found salvation in your presence i have found precious gold and treasures in your presence i have found eternal life in your presence i have found my love how great and wonderful is your presence thanks for making me one of your children so that i can enjoy the grace and blessing in your presence i worship and adore you and for those of you out there who are not one of god's children I urge you to be part of this great family so that you can enjoy his presence each and every day of your life. I'm Jocelyn Ahekbo. Thank you.
4: Welcome to another edition of Youth Corner. We are continuing with our discussion on teenage pregnancy. Lord Webu, Samuel Sabre from Point, Ato Bamfo Jr. have been with me throughout the entire discussion. They are here once more. My name is Afre Nuyama Keke. I'll be your host for today's edition of Youth Corner. Welcome once again and finally to the concluding part of the discussion on teenage pregnancy. Lord Samuel and Ato. We ended off by looking at the yeah. effects on the church. You said, Lord, that it would bring some sort of scorn yeah. and ridicule to yeah. the church. Let yeah. me come to someone else. Well. How does teenage pregnancy affect the church, especially when members within it fall, become victims?
5: The main purpose of every Christian is to go to the world and the gospel, win souls for Christ, for the second coming of Christ, to, to be quickened. And in a church where you are preparing to go out to preach. You're going to give a message to the world. Definitely, you are going to talk to people about things that are wrong in the society, that if they change from, they can get salvation. And in that church, you have teenage girls going around pregnant. What message can you send out? When you go, society will not even accept you. Aside the fact of even the normal radical. In fact, before you step your foot in that house, they have started driving you away. They will start at the entrance. You are not even fit to even come to talk to them because there's an adage in the local language in Khi, Ghana, that you can't clear what is in somebody's eye whilst you have the same thing in yours or on yours. So before you can do that, the thing in your eye, you have to remove it. When you remove the speck, then you can go to another person to do his for him. So, whilst you can't clean your home, you can't tell somebody to clean his house. So, in the house of God where this thing is going on, going out to forgive the gospel will be very difficult.
4: Mm, so, within that context, a teenager who gets pregnant or gets another teenager pregnant will lack the moral authority right to, to, go to go out and um, um, propagate the gospel. Propagate the, Word of God. That's one of the effects of teenage pregnancy on the church. Let's look at, let me take your view as well, Arthur, them we'll look at the prevention.
2: Well, um, in talking about the effect on the church, I also think that it sends some signals of failure and disappointment to the church leaders. They have actually made programs, or some of them are purported to have been guiding the youth in the church. If such incidents happen, they go back and say, like, where did we go wrong? How come we never did our job well? Imagine as the daughter of an elder or a pastor or a church leader. You see all that's going to bring about. It's now going to end up in what my panelists have all said about the church not being able to hold its head high. As an exemplary body and a youth in the church could not be called upon as models for other youth in the town society. of society to copy from. So it actually has some effect on the church. Mm. The church leaders get disappointed, confused, and they get dejected.
4: Mm. Let's come finally to how teenage pregnancy can be prevented. But just before we go, I want you to share your views on this particular matter. Uh, Some people think that since the church has tried to use their morality arguments for a long time, it seems not to be working, seemingly so. Why don't we encourage the use of contraceptives like condom and so on to prevent it totally?
2: Okay, that is actually a no-go area for a church, especially a Bible-believing church where fornication is forbidden. Mark ten seven says that a man should leave the parents' house and cleave unto his wife. And we have already done that distinction between a man and a boy and a woman that becomes a wife and a girl. Now, what happens also is Sometimes it's not actually the will of the girl or the adventure or the curiosity, but some girls are raped. Mm. It's a very important aspect that we are living out here. Bringing that to the fore, imagine a girl has been raped. How can you tell the girl that when you are walking around, hold condoms in your bag or your pocket so if somebody is coming to rape you, you mm-hmm. give the condoms to the person or take contraceptives for preventive measures, like the ten virgins, the five wise virgins who had extra lambs, so that whenever you don't know and somebody pounces on you, you're already protected from teenage pregnancy. It's a no-go area. We let's, can't just do that. Mm. Let's, let's, let's look at
4: the prevention then. How we can prevent teenage pregnancy in all those instances, even uh, so with the example you are Actually,
2: doing the same, okay, in trying to do the smooth transition, I'm going to start from people who are raped. Another cause of teenage pregnancy, major cause is this rape thing. So it could be prevented if people who have been convicted, who have been testified against, uh, who are already culprits of this one, the perpetrators of this rape crime, should actually be punished seriously. Mm. So punishment for perpetrators, punishment, prosecution to mm. serve
4: as deterrence, reformation.
2: Exactly. Then after that, extensive sex education should be given to this kids in their school in their homes parents society all these other factors of the socialization we also have good role models that ladies can look up to who can come and give testimonies of they going to school making it before they got married and then i might also say that for contraceptives it's a no-go area because why should you use contraceptives when you are married Mm. and you have planned how you should give birth As a, a young girl and a young boy, you don't need contraceptive. It should either be for married men who are planning their family. Mm. That's the only way. So, so abstinence, according to me, the best
4: prevention. Okay. So abstinence, the best prevention of the ABC mm-hmm. method. Let me come to you, Lord, on how you think teenage pregnancy can be prevented. Okay. The very first that I want to speak about is the fact that we need to plan our families. If you plan your family, you wouldn't have children that you will be left at the mercy of the weather or the society that are very vulnerable, with no security. Some of these things happen because some parents can't take full control over their kids. Okay. Lack of parental control. So there should you be know. more parental sure. guidance, control. As a matter of planning well-planned families. families. And then we have sex education, as he spoke about. And then the very best of them all is instilling godly discipline, instilling godliness in our children. That is the ultimate. Even though things may go bad certain times, but that is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. That alone, I mean, the, it's a habit that you've been planning in a child or your children. Then These things are not bound to happen often. Okay, let me come to you finally, more on the prevention.
5: On prevention, I would of, say the scripture gives us a practical example. Train up the child the way he should go. And where he goes, he will not depart What about, what about the rape? The rape they incident, that is an exception. No. That one, you have no option. You can't How prevent it. How do you it. deal with that?
4: Because some girls are also raped out of ignorance, entering their teacher's room when they, they would be vulnerable. The, the
5: best situations. preventive measure is what my brother had to give, that those who are perpetrators to rape are punished severely mm-hmm. to serve as a deterrent to the others. For rape, you can't do anything okay. about so it. teaching, you just have
4: to. bringing up children in the word of God, Also, punishing perpetrators in the case of rape, and then.
5: And finally, I would say that religious and moral education should be intensified in our institutions from the lower primary to the senior level. It should be intensified so that during that period where teachers are supposed to teach them the religious part, they should add that part sex education into it. sometimes they think that when you are talking about sex then you are not religious Mm. but when we add those things to it at what age
4: can sex education start
5: I I would say that from the age of even one Mm. if you start let the child know the parts of the body when we are doing that sometimes when we get down there and we say this one then we give it a name
2: Mm.
5: (laughs) yes I remember when I was a kid they were talking about kakai and other things Mm -hmm. Mm. You have to let the child know that this is it. This is the name. And when you play with it at this time, this is what will happen. And they will learn from that stage. And when they grow, as I said, you train up the child. And when you grow, you don't depart from it.
4: Okay, so bringing up children ultimately... In the word of God. Also, the sex education is very important. These are ways we can help, some of the few ways we can help prevent teenage pregnancy. On that note, we end this edition of Youth Corner. Thank you so much for joining us. I've been here with Lord Lugat Webu Atobon for Junior and Samuel Asabre Frempon. Thank you for listening.
3: This is a special announcement. Starting from the 26th of March 2017 to the 28th of October 2017, our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kHz. Thank you.
0: For any inquiries or contributions, you can contact us on plus 233-208704532 or plus two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra region Ghana we will expect your feedback Go
1: and tell the pellet on mountain, the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Go and tell go, it the pellet on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born. While, while shepherds, the were, shepherds watching, were watching their, their silent their flocks, find light. Behold, through our the heavens. There shone a holy light. Go tell it on the the mountain, mountain. over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born.
3: next is the moment of truth
6: watching for you i greet you in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ this is the moment of truth and i welcome you once again as we have a discourse on the word of god beloved before we begin shall we pray loving father we bless your holy name we honor you for your word as we have a discourse on your word we pray that you will visit us beloved once again i am in with another wonderful question and the question that i want to ask this afternoon is that in times like these what is the ultimate purpose of life I can see many people going through and fro on their business. Many people discussing so many things. Many people discussing marital issues. That is equally important. Many people discussing their businesses. That is equally important. Many people discussing politics here and there. Yes, because we live in a social world, politics is also equally important. But the question that I am trying to ask, is that what is the ultimate purpose of life beloved in this time that we live we know that the planet earth is gradually closing its pages in history in a book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 reading from 13 and 14 the wise man Solomon says that let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter for God shall bring every secret thing into judgment and every work of man into judgment, whether it be good or whether it be bad. Once again, in the book of Revelation chapter 22, reading from verse 12 and 13, says, Surely I am coming quickly, says the Lord, and my reward is with me to give unto every man as his work shall be. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And as we see the world gradually closing its pages in history, beloved, that is why I am asking this question, that what is the ultimate purpose of life? What should we do in times like these? Should we continue to do politics? Should we continue to discuss marital issues? Should we continue to discuss our businesses without looking to the Word of God? No, beloved, I think that it is about time to discuss God. For the book of Titus, chapter 2, Reading from verse 11 to 14 says that, For the grace of God that bring us salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. That he must redeem us from all iniquities and purify us unto himself, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Beloved, in times like these, as the world gradually closes its pages in history, and once again i have another wonderful bible quotation that we need to consider and this is revelation chapter 14 verse 12. the writer says and i saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and every nation and kindred and tongue and people saying with a loud voice Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made the heavens and the earth and the fountains of waters. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon the great is fallen. She made all nations drink of the wine of wrath of her fornication. That great city is fallen. And then verse 9 says, and the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, the same shall also receive the, the, the drink of God's fury in abundance. Beloved, what are you thinking about? What is the ultimate purpose of life in times like this? God is coming again jesus is coming to judge the world and in times like these yes it is good for you to discuss marital issues that is not bad in itself it is good to discuss politics that is not bad in itself it is good to discuss education that is not bad in itself but what i believe should be the ultimate of life and to be the peak of your discussion Every now and then is to think about Jesus Christ. Is to think about his appearing. Is to think about salvation. Is to think about the judgment day. Is to think about what you are going to give to Jesus as an account when he appears again to take us home. Beloved, God is coming again. We live in a sin-sick world. The world is gradually closing its ugly pages in history and if there's anything that one should think about just as the wise man solomon said the conclusion of the whole matter is to fear god and keep his commandments. for god will bring every work unto judgment and this he says includes every secret thing he will bring into judgment whether it be good or bad beloved on the judgment day we will come before god to give an account and whatever we are doing today whatever we are discussing today we will have to come before god to give an account and he says that those that will not listen to god those that will not discuss him those that will not take him as their personal savior in the book of revelation chapter 4 reading from verse 11 says and the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever and ever and they shall have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image whosoever received the mark of his name this beast we are talking about is Lucifer himself that has deceived the whole world. He has made the whole world to be confused about what the truth is. Beloved, let me admonish you that you should be with those who are thinking about God. And verse 13 says that, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord Jesus Christ. Henceforth, yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. And I look, and behold, a white cloud, and upon it a class. Like unto him that sat upon the white cloud, having his head with a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Jesus is coming again, beloved. Jesus is coming again to reap. Jesus is coming again. He is coming to take his children home. He is sitting on a white throne, coming to take his children home. It is my prayer but on the day that Jesus will appear in the clouds of heaven. Oh, beloved, when his children that have covenanted with him are coming uh, coming with him into the new Jerusalem, when the roll is called up yonder, as I will be one of them, I want you to be one of them too. May the Lord bless you and keep you and give you the salvation that you need. May his peace be upon you. Amen.
0: very much for staying with us once again you can reach us on +233 or +233 30 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio, Ghana P.O. Box AF595 Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana We will expect your feedback.
3: This is a special announcement. Starting from the 26th of March 2017 to the 28th of October 2017, our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kHz. Thank you.
0: I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.